Hi, this is Ronnie Gray, and this is the Monthly Safety Podcast for September of 2010. First, a little bit about me. I've been a Greyhound driver now for the past 19 years, been in the driver instructor program for the past five, and I currently drive out of Syracuse, New York. So it's September, and that can mean that school is over, kids are back, and uh, summer's over, yeah, kids are back in school, uh, and a couple things that uh, occur when that uh, transition takes place, we've got to watch for school buses and school zones. And some of us may not see that at all on our route, although you may see it in your personal vehicle. But uh, at least around where I am, they've been making a pretty big deal about it uh, in the media, and for good reason. Um, so we have to be extra careful if you drive through school zones, if you drive in and around school buses, you need to be aware uh, that the kids are back in school. So we have to observe the appropriate speed limits. We have to be careful. Uh, watch for children. Uh, if you see a bus uh, getting ready to stop, uh, be prepared to stop. Go ahead and stop. Uh, as you know, we, we're not going to pass a stop school bus, obviously. And, uh, you know, school uh, zone speed limits are a very big deal. So just be aware of that uh, if you drive in a school zone or if you're in the presence of school buses. Um, another thing uh, with summer being over, uh, we've seen a lot in the summer, at least I have, and that is uh, vehicles stopped on the shoulder of the road for all kinds of reasons. Um, it's a serious hazard. It presents a, a danger to us in the bus uh, when passing uh, vehicles stopped on the side of the road. And we all know what the Greyhound uh, standard is, and that is to move over or slow down uh, in that order. If you see a vehicle disabled on the side of the road, the first thing that you want to try to do is to see if you're able to move over. That's the best course of action. And even then, even if you do move over, you still want to sound your horn as you go by to alert that uh, motorist, that vehicle, uh, any people that are around the area of the presence of your bus. Um, bus is going to uh, displace a lot of wind going down the road. It's going to uh, possibly rock that vehicle a little bit. And, and we can't tell how close they are to the edge of the road uh, until we get there. And, of course, if you can't move over, uh, then you're going to slow down and, again, uh, tap your horn and use extreme caution. You need to slow way down. Because uh, it's hard to tell, you know, people stop for all kinds of reasons. Uh, sometimes they're disabled. Sometimes they just, you know, uh, want to take a break, want to change drivers, all kinds of reasons. And it does present a hazard to us because, again, we don't know how close they are to the edge of the road. Uh, the vehicle may be on a jack. There may be someone under the hood or under the vehicle. Um, so never assume uh, that it's not a danger when you see a vehicle on the side of the road because, um, you know, it can present a significant danger, especially if that vehicle is occupying uh, part of the traveled portion of the roadway, which does happen. Uh, it could be a large vehicle uh, where there's a tow truck involved. So uh, be aware that that is a, uh, can be a very serious hazard, uh, vehicles on the side of the road. In many states, uh, the law prescribes that you have to follow the procedure that Greyhound uh, dictates. But whether or not uh, we're in that uh, jurisdiction, we're still going to observe the same procedures. Again, uh, all of this requires that you uh, look ahead. Uh, it's really important so that you can, um, you know, take action early. And so we want to make sure that we do that. Uh, watch for disabled vehicles. And any time you get a busy travel time, which pretty much is the whole summer and even on a holiday weekend, uh, we're going to see an increase, at least I have, in the amount of vehicles stopped on the side of the road. A lot of times we see the large vehicles, the trucks, just kind of stop and decide that that's where they're going to spend some time, take a nap, do some paperwork. And that does present a hazard as well because you don't know if someone's going to open up a door 
Again, you don't know how close they are to the edge of the road uh, until you get right there. So uh, look ahead and, and be aware. And if you can't move over, slow way down and sound your horn and use caution and be prepared. So um, another thing I wanted to talk about is KDEC. KDEC is a hot button issue right now. Um, and recently a memo came from uh, Myron Watkins that outlined um, where we're at with the KDEC systems. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I don't have it in front of me. Um, but one of the things that he talks about is that the uh, KDEC is currently just about in all of our buses operationally now, just about a thousand buses or so. Um, and basically, um, you know, the company is being very proactive and trying to get all of them working. And with the exception of an MC12, I think we're going to see KDEC uh, in all the buses. And I know some of you are saying, well, they don't work in a lot of the buses that I've had. Uh, and that's a problem that maintenance is trying to uh, work on. But from a driver perspective, what we need to concern ourselves with is uh, when they do work, the company is taking a little bit of a different uh, approach in KDEC. And that is that uh, from this point forward, um, they will be used for discipline. Up until now, we were told that they wouldn't be, and now we're being told that they will be. So what that means to us as drivers is that if you receive a violation for overspeed, or uh, idling excessively, uh, you can be disciplined for that. So you need to be aware of it. You need to be careful. Uh, keep in mind that the KDEC is just a tool, which is what you know the memo also says, in addition to things like mystery riders and road checks um, and even uh, mystery travelers. They have the uh, passengers will evaluate us sometimes. All these things are tools that the company has in place to be sure that we're doing our jobs correctly. And uh, oftentimes we are, so it really doesn't matter to us, um, but it's something to be aware of. A lot of drivers have complained that their speed will pick up going downhill and that the KDEC isn't very forgiving there, but that's not true. There's a little bit of room there, so, um, you know, it's it's not designed to, um, you know, to get you in trouble necessarily, but you should be doing your job as you've been trained correctly, and you won't have any problems. So be aware of that, um, you know, that the uh, the overspeed... And the excessive idling now will generate reports that uh, can be used for disciplinary actions by your supervisor. If you have any questions about any of this stuff, please uh, talk to your supervisor and find out what's going on. But everybody has seen that memo um, that uh, they're kind of, you know, stepping it up a notch, if you will. Up until now, it's kind of been more passive. And so some of us may have gotten comfortable and even forgotten that it was there. But, you know, be careful, be aware. Um, and obviously, if the KDEC isn't functioning properly, we should be reporting that on our M7 um, at all times. And the KDEC will also report <laughs> if you're traveling off route, um, if you're making rest stops, things like that. Um, you know, so it's something to be aware of. And also, the company is uh, in the process of, of buying new buses. We're getting the new D4505s, um, primarily, I think, in the Chicago uh, area. But uh, we've seen them in the New York area. I've seen a few um, in the New York area. And, and they're nice buses, no question about it. Everything is nice when they're new, of course. Uh, in Region 1 in the Northeast, we've got the Prevost X345s. Now we're starting to see the 4505s. And in addition, the company has got a, a busy refurbishing program with the older uh, 102DL3s and the G4500 model buses. So uh, they're really taking an active stance in trying to uh, upgrade the fleet through a combination of purchasing and refurbishing because purchasing alone would be too costly. So it's a combination. And the company has a plan to refurbish a couple of hundred buses a year and buy 
uh, additional buses and try to uh, bring the fleet up and uh, keep the fleet uh, current as much as possible and keep everything moving along. So that's a good thing, I think. And, um, you know, that brings me to my next point, which is the M7. And this has also become a hot-button issue. And this has been like this uh, for a long time, in my opinion. Uh, the company has recently come out with a memo. This comes from Dave Leach. that talks about M7 compliance. And, and basically, again, I'm going to paraphrase. What it says is that the M7... Uh, is something that's required by Greyhound and by the DOT, and it's a safety issue, really. Uh, it, it benefits everyone. And why is all this uh, coming up? Is because uh, consistently uh, some drivers don't complete the M7 correctly, properly, completely. In some cases, they may not make any entries at all, and it's a really important thing. So, um, you know, everyone has also probably seen this memo that talks about the M7. And, you know, when you get in the bus, you do your pre-trip, one of the first things that you want to do is review your previous M7 reports to determine if uh, repairs have been made, uh, if you have any concerns, um, you know, and if you're at a non-maintenance location, you need to communicate with MRD, and if you're at a maintenance location, communicate with the maintenance supervisor. But uh, the M7 is something that we have to complete uh, in its entirety. Uh, as we've been trained correctly, uh, we should stay away from things like uh, previous, uh, see previous reports, see previous defects, um, as received, and the dreaded OBD. People write that old body damage all the time. And as much as uh, I myself have uh, instructed uh, new employees not to write that on there, it seems that if one person writes it, everybody writes it, and it just uh, permeates throughout the system. So let's stay away from that. Let's write specifically what the problems are, what the concerns are, and if they've been written up in the past, uh, we still should be writing them on our report as well until it's been addressed. Uh, again, if you've got a, a serious concern, if you've got a safety concern, we need to bring that to the attention of the maintenance supervisor. And if there's no one present, then uh, the maintenance response desk and get some direction there before we continue. But the M7, it's very important that we fill it out uh, correctly, legibly, and neatly. That'll help both the maintenance department and your fellow drivers. Um, so let's make sure that we do that. And um, if a repair is made, someone needs to sign off on it. And sometimes, you know, we say, well, this stuff is supposed to be done by the maintenance employees, and that's true. But uh, the bottom line is we need to make sure that everything is right uh, in the course of our day. So let's do that. Um, yeah, and that's enough about the M7s. Um, another thing uh, I always... Uh, would rather not talk about uh, unfortunate events, but I did want to mention uh, an accident that occurred uh, in extreme southeastern Missouri uh, on August 17th. One of our buses uh, apparently uh, collided with the rear of a uh, of an RV on the interstate in uh, uh, Steele, Missouri, and. Um, apparently, the RV must have been traveling at a slower speed, obviously, than the coach. And uh, our coach struck it from behind, and the uh, the driver was a was a veteran driver, had some experience, been around uh, probably about uh, 15 years or so. Uh, Rear-ended this RV, which caused the RV to uh, go off the road and overturn. And the passenger of the RV was ejected from the vehicle and suffered serious injuries. And the uh, driver uh, suffered minor minor injuries. Our driver of our bus, as well as several passengers, uh, were transported to the hospital for minor injuries. So what does all this mean? Well, you know, generally speaking, uh, when you rear-end someone, uh, 
it's it's due to following too closely, driving too fast for conditions, not paying attention, all these types of things. And I don't know the specifics of this case more than uh, what I've told you. I read the initial article in the paper, um, but it's never a good thing. So what we need to do is make sure that we're looking far ahead, make sure we're leaving lots of room in front, the minimum six-second following distance under all conditions. Sometimes we need to leave more. And, uh, you know, we need to be aware because things change rapidly and um, it's just not a good thing uh, when you uh, rear-end another vehicle. So let's uh, be careful of that. Uh, other than that, uh, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, the uh, summer is drawing to a close um, and school is back in. And before you know it, the leaves will be dropping and then uh, there'll be some funny white stuff dropping in certain parts of the country too. And we'll be dealing with... Uh, frozen precipitation, sleet and snow and ice and all that good stuff. And though we're not there yet, uh, fall can present certain hazards too. We're going to uh, have leaves uh, on the road when it rains, can make things slippery. Um, and you've got, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you have increased traffic on the road in some of the New England states where people are looking at the foliage and things like that. So we need to be uh, aware of the change in seasons, change in conditions uh, and things like that. Uh, before I go, I did want to say, uh, and I know I've been kind of saying this too, is when you do your pre-trip every time, take your time, do it the way you've been trained. Uh, don't be afraid to, you know, go through and do a complete pre-trip. It won't take you long. And sometimes you'll be surprised at the kinds of things that you may have forgotten to do on a regular basis. Uh, you want to do that. And it doesn't take long, but it's a good idea. Um, and that's all I've got uh, for this month. Uh, fortunately, not a whole lot going on. Uh, we talked about uh, completing the M7s. We talked about the uh, KDEC uh, and, um, you know, that now being used for disciplinary purposes. And um, only one uh, accident that I was aware of that's, you know, fairly significant for the previous month. And so that's a good thing. Um, I hope that uh, everybody had a good summer and uh, looking forward to a little bit of slowdown in the work, a little bit of cooling of the temperatures will be nice. Um, and the weather is always changing. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, suggestions, uh, if you just want to yell at me, <laughs> go ahead and send me an email at Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E, 13211 at gmail.com. I'd love to get some email. Um, and until uh, next month, uh, we'll see you in October. Have a safe and pleasant trip.